Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And so, you know, if you've listened to the show um, over the last few years, that um, around Thanksgiving time, you know, when we are in that spirit of being grateful, being thankful, um, you know, tapping into our giving nature, that um, G's Power Hour has really wanted to focus on uh, charities and causes um, that in the area that may, you know, touch your heart or may, you know, kind of stir you to want to give a little bit of your time, talent, and treasure, as the phrase goes in my church. And so we again bring back the Choose a Cause campaign. So today we have a few people that are going to talk to us about uh, what the, you know their cause is and why it's important and how you can help. So we, at, we start first this morning. Good morning to Jenny Babcock, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications of one of my favorites, as you know, Habitat for Humanity of Greater Orlando and Osceola County. So good morning. How are you, Ms. Babcock? Good morning, G. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time out because I know you are busy just trying to get the word out about what you all do and, and uh, get people involved and get in various ways, and that, you know, monetarily, and then getting them involved in terms of some of the grunt work, putting together the houses, and also reaching out to people who may be in need of your services. So how are things going? Yeah, we are very, very busy. Things are going very well. Uh, we're gearing up right now for our Home for the Holidays, which kicks off uh, just right after Thanksgiving where we're building a home for a local family in only two weeks. Um, So that is going to be a wonderful experience. We're partnered with a local construction company, Williams Company, who's going to be building that home. Um, They're donating their time, the labor, and all of the materials. So it's just a great blessing, and it's actually the fourth year that they're building a home for us. And then in addition to that, um, we're busy, busy um, building homes on um, our internal construction department, and we're actually looking for um, some future homeowners. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that on November 29th, uh, we will be opening up applications for our home ownership program. So those are homes that are being built in Holden Heights, and pretty soon we'll be also building in Paramore, which is very exciting. 
So what does it take for someone to qualify as a potential homeowner? Sure. So there's some criteria that you have to meet. So you have to have a credit score that's 650 or higher. And then there's also uh, an income um, range that you have to be in between. You have to be willing to partner with us. So we have um, homeowners um, build the homes alongside of the construction team, which is very just eye-opening, um, learning and doing, uh, and then being able to live in that home. And then they have to, just like anybody who's buying a home, qualify for a mortgage. Uh, we do work with them to apply for down payment assistance through either the county or the city, depending where the home is. But it really is um, very similar to, to buying a home on the open market. We just make sure and um, have them coached financially so that we can make sure that that mortgage is no more than 30% of their household income. So they can, you know, make sure they're investing in other areas of their life and they'll always have that stable mortgage payment, which really lets them build their, their lives and um, betters their outcomes and health and education and um, their children as well and building that generational wealth that we all know is very important. So you you mentioned the builder. How are your builders usually chosen, or how do they get involved? Sure. So we do a couple uh, pro builds a year is what we call it, where we partner with a local builder. And it really just depends on um, if they are looking to make a bigger impact. Because we have a great um, list of corporate sponsors where um, uh, folks will say, I want to come in, I want to help. They'll go ahead and make a donation of a certain amount, and then they can come out to the build site for uh, one to three build days and just kind of like dip their toes in construction. But if they decide, I I really want to make that um, a bigger splash and go ahead and commit to building a, a home, and sometimes they do two homes, um, depending. So it's just a really wonderful opportunity to have that bigger impact and then um, to have more of that um, sped up build time frame. So we can do a home in two weeks. And then in February, we actually do a blitz build, which is only five days from, it goes from just a cement lot to a fully ready to go um, certified home. So it's really amazing. So we're always looking for builders who want to partner with us. Um, but we have our own construction team. So the majority of the homes that we are building is our construction team and contractors that we partner with as well. Um, and we're also always looking for for contractors who are looking to, to build. And I think sometimes when they see Habitat for Humanity, they think, oh, um, they're not going to actually pay us, but we, we pay the fair market rate for all of our, our contractors to come and help us um, get these homes built for these 
these families who are really looking for that stable um, um, life to build. I know you also do have projects that you take volunteers on. Um, what's the criteria for someone to volunteer and what, what ages and what other things are involved with that? Yeah, so we have, um, I mentioned the corporate groups um, that can come out for their volunteer days. It's 18 and over, and you don't have to have any, like, prior experience or any um, knowledge of building a home. Everything is very um, coaching. So we have our construction team and we have crew leaders who are also volunteers um, who have been trained to lead these volunteer groups. And yeah, it's, it's a great experience to come out to the build site and actually uh, get a better idea of what goes into building a Habitat home. It's really wonderful. Now, I have been privileged to be a part of, a, of two or three of your Women Build uh, events, which, you know, I thought I think that's really, really a, a good opportunity to, to show, you know, women in action and giving back and, you know, you know flexing a little muscle, so to speak. Um, yes, so that's, that's wonderful. That's been very fun. So um, what type of other opportunities – do you have, in addition to you talk about the holiday project and, and women build, or, or in, is, are they always just special projects, or do you have like ongoing things that you need uh, participation in? Sure. As far as volunteers, we have limited opportunities for individual volunteers um, because we are very um, focused on those corporate groups. But we do have, mm-hmm. I mentioned before, the crew leaders. So we are always looking for crew leaders. Uh, we also call them weekday warriors. So those are folks who have a little bit more skill, and, and we can train them. Um, they don't have to come in, like, knowing exactly how to build uh, a home. But if they have some, you know, background in, in construction, we train them, um, and then we have them come in. Maybe it's like a couple days a month where either they're helping to lead a volunteer group or they are just helping our construction team along in the construction project. Maybe they're coming in and building some cabinets or hanging some drywall, but they're they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart and wanting to help Habitat. And so we're going to be doing even more of that next year. We're, we're going to have a, a house that we're building. We're calling it the Volunteer House. And it is going to be 100% built by volunteers. So we actually have mm-hmm. an increased need for these skilled crew leaders. Um, so anybody who's interested in getting involved, there's an orientation that you can attend to learn more about it, and you can find that on our website, which is habitatorlando.org. Habitatorlando.org. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I wanted to find out, are you in need? What are you in need <laughs> of? Um, I know I've asked about the volunteers. Um, and I was wondering, what about funds, materials? I know you said you're looking for people who who um, need a place to stay. And I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, too, who, people who have, let's say, by chance, additional property 
um, mm-hmm. you know, or or maybe even want to do a bequeath, can they do that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. We are always looking for donations to support our work, and we we make it easy for anyone who's looking to give, um, of course, monetary donations. No amount is too small. We encourage uh, monthly donations, which really help us plan into the future. We know that that gift is going to be recurring. Uh, In addition to that, we can accept uh, gifts of appreciated stock, um, QCD, and bequests. So if if you'd like to leave uh, a gift in your will to Habitat Orlando and Osceola. And then also you mentioned land. Yes, we are always in need of land. We have a, a land donation program as well where you donate a piece of land. Maybe it's not um, ready or meeting our qualifications for building a Habitat home, we can put that piece of land up for auction and then use the funds that we receive through that to then apply that to our programs. And then in addition to that, we also um, have a vehicle donation program. So if if there's a car that you're not driving anymore, uh, even if it's not running, we can go ahead and um, tow it away at no cost to you. And then we go ahead and, and auction off that car, and then the proceeds from that can fund our mission. And a kind of fun one that we started last year is uh, accepting cryptocurrency. So there really is so many different ways that you can support us. And I want to mention, too, we had our first golf tournament this year. So it was our inaugural Homes for All golf tournament that we held at Shingle Creek. We're going to be having our second one in May of 2024. So we're currently looking for players for that golf tournament and also corporate sponsors to come in to support that work that we're doing. Jenny Babcock, you and the people at uh, Habitat, you all have a blessed Thanksgiving, and thank you for all that you do. We really appreciate uh, you giving what you give and, and, you know, continuing to keep up the good work. So thanks again, and we will have information on the D's Power Hour Facebook page for those that want to get in contact with you. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much, G, and thank you to the community because we cannot do the work that we do without your support. So thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Take care. Be well. And we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to find out about a different type of program and and what, what they do and how they help the community. And so just stay with us. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. 
Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arklatex. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And so, like I said, we're doing our Choose the Cause campaign, and we want to thank Jenny Babcock from Habitat for joining us, and we will have the information posted. But I have to mention a person that um, has helped me kind of uh, connect me with some of the guests that you've heard from time to time. Um, her name is Tarnisha Lewis. And she works with a company called Ann Bar, and I don't I know there was another name that went with that a while back, so they changed their name. But uh, there's a project that they're working on, and she had me um, bring someone on to, today to talk to you about this project and how they help the business community. So please, because I am bad at names sometimes. Introduce yourself and pronounce your name appropriately so I can uh, share that with everybody. Good morning. Hi, it's Erin Gutnick. Gutnick, thank you very much. How are you, Erin? I'm well, how are you? Doing, doing quite well, quite well. So tell me about, well, tell everybody about what Ann Barr does. Um, and I think there was a longer name years back. You guys have been around for a while, correct? Yes, we are in our 66th year, which is super exciting. And we wow. originally were Fry Hammond Bar, the last names of the original founders. And right, I remember. Yeah, and then in 2015, we rebranded to just the And Bar. So it's like the Ampersand, B-A-R-R. And mm-hmm. uh, and that really was meant to signify that whoever our clients are, their name goes in front of Andbar. And mm-hmm. so that way it really shows that everything we do is a collaboration and partnership and we're nothing without our clients. So really this, this whole rebranding was to signify um, how much we prioritize uh, being a collaborator, being a partner to our clients. So now we're just Andbar. Okay, all right. Because I remember, I, I like when I first talked to Miss Lewis, and I was like, that name was different, you know, because yeah. I worked in broadcasting years back, and we used to come across yeah. your name quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we yes. do a ton of media buying and planning, uh, traditional and digital, as well as media analytics. So uh, lots of uh, different organizations recognize the the BARR part of it. And yeah. uh, we also have full advertising agency, creative, production, account service. And about almost 30 years ago, uh, they added public relations. And so we have mm-hmm. a full service public relations part of our agency as well. So really, I always kid, the magic happens when you come to us for, like, integrated services and we get to all work together and utilize all the talents of all the departments um, because mm-hmm. we really are a full-service agency, and there are very few of those anymore. Right, exactly, uh, because everybody thinks they can do it themselves. 
You know, and that's not the case. You need a professional. Yeah, or just maybe having disciplines that are very singular and then kind of pulling together a bunch of different agencies, you know, to kind of make it all work. And and we find that our clients really love the efficiencies when they have one agency to go to for all of these in-house disciplines. Right. But now I know you all do, which I was I was surprised to find out that you, you all work with a lot of the nonprofits in terms of helping them get their message out. So that's really special, that part. I, I appreciate that. But there's something else that you do, and that's why um, she wanted to have you on. So give us a little bit of insight. Sure. So um, one of the services we offer our clients um, is helping them build corporate social responsibility. That's what it used to be called. Now we've retermed it corporate social opportunity because it shouldn't feel like a responsibility, but truly is an opportunity to build programs that really help align businesses, both small and large, with what your brand stands for, what it means to the community, uh, what it means to your customers, what it means to your team members and really put together programs that very closely aligned your purpose with what you can do to make a difference and help companies really pull together what social causes do we really care about and that align with our business, which sometimes is different than what we care about personally, our personal passions. And we never want to stymie that. We want people to go out and do everything that they care about and give back but what should the organization really stand behind and try to do fewer things really well instead of trying to do too many things and not really be able to make a difference? And I know people are like, well, you know, how does, you know, how does this relate in terms of choosing a cause? But a lot of times a a cause can be just helping someone. And in this case, we, we know that, Small businesses specifically have issues in terms of, you know, branding and getting the word out because a lot of times small business owners are about the business of what, why they got into the business in terms of what mm-hmm. they do, why they think their business is so special, and they're mm-hmm. about they're in the minutia of, of, you know, products and services but not necessarily in the business of their business, you know. So in terms of getting people to know who they are. Yes, go ahead. Yes, it can be hard, like you said, to operate the business, but also promote your business and also give back, especially when you're a small organization. So what the what a kind of a community give back or, or CSO, Corporate Social Opportunity Program, does is it allows organizations, especially the leaders, to kind of slow down, really be thoughtful about what they're doing, and like I said, kind of try to do fewer things but of higher quality and of bigger impact. So if you're a small organization, you may only choose just one cause that really tightly aligns with what you do as a business and throw all your weight behind that. Have your team members go out and do volunteer events together that support that one cause. You know, if you, are, if you are able to write a check every year, write the check, you know, to that one cause. And instead of trying to say yes to so many small things that your customers and your team members don't really know what you stand for. It's very confusing. And you have to do, you're trying to say yes so many times that when you say yes, you can only do it in such bite-sized pieces that it's not really making a difference. 
So it's about really allowing leaders to, to slow down and get some counsel on what should we choose that really is about what we do for a living. What's, a, what's our mission when we come to work every day? What's our vision as an organization? And choose a social cause that really aligns with that and helps us make a difference and, you know, put our money where our mouths are. And if you're in a larger organization, we, we have some that have maybe three core pillars and then really large organizations might have six, but it still allows even the really big companies to get behind fewer things, uh, fewer causes, so they can make bigger impacts in just those core pillars. And, and I kind of get that because, you know, you get excited about a variety of ideas, and one idea may trigger something else. And you like, oh, I can do this too. Oh, I can do that too. Um, I actually have a business of sorts that I just started, another business. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, and then there was another component that I was like, oh, I could add that too. And it was exciting, but I'm kind of glad I pulled myself back from the brink, so to speak, and, you know, tried to do a little bit more of my research. And as I did a little bit more of my research, I was like, okay, it's not that I don't want to do it. Maybe I just don't want to do it right now. Maybe I need to modify the time frame, but, you know, for incorporating that into what I'm doing and just focus on this component right now, you know. And I think yeah. a lot of times we, we do need maybe uh, someone or something to kind of curb our um, enthusiasm. So. <laughs> well, and give, give companies some grace that, it, that when you do have a very structured program that is well articulated, it's very clear, this is what we do, this is why we do it, it does give you the opportunity to then say no to the myriad requests you get and not feel badly about it, that there's no favoritism, there was no kind of haphazard choice for why yes or why no. It really helps the, the person requesting your time, talent, treasure to understand, oh, that's why they said no. It's because they're really trying to make a difference in this one area or these three areas. So it helps the person requesting to better understand why and then really respect your organization for, okay, I get it. This is what they're really going after. And, you know, what I'm doing is, is not part of that, and, but I still really respect that and I understand it. And so it really does give companies, like I said, the, the opportunity to, to say no politely and then provide the reason why because it's very clear. Okay, so like, we've talked a lot and we have only a few minutes left. So I want to get into – who qualifies for what you do? How do they reach out to you? And, and what what kind of impact are they expected to see? And what kind of, you know, time frame in terms of uh, an effect or a turnaround? I know sure. that's a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, first what we do is we pull a history of every place that they have been giving, whether, again, donating money, donating time, donating talent, um, and we kind of do an audit of what have you been doing historically, because there are some things that are very perfectly aligned and they need to stay part of the new program. And there are some things that need to be gently, uh, you know, sunsetted. So sometimes it can take a year to, uh, to let those organizations know, 
you know, that we built a new program. I'm sorry that, you know, your cause is not, I'm not going to be part of it, but we're really trying to do fewer things better and give them enough notice that if they have been relying on your donation every year, you're going to let them know in advance of their next budget cycle. So a really, you know, thoughtful, um, you know, conscientious way to sunset programs or, or giving that is not going to align with the new program. And then go ahead and put together the, the pillars is what we call them. It's kind of your core, again, one, three, maybe six of what you're going to stand behind as an organization. And then choose nonprofits very carefully. Really vet them strongly. Uh, you know, non nonprofits all have incredibly good intentions, but some, unfortunately, are just really challenged with how they are operated and how they steward their financial resources. So you really want to go through a strong vetting process of which nonprofits you choose. Their brand and reputation is going to very much affect your brand and reputation, so you want to make sure those are aligned. And then you want to do a great launch with your team members and customers to celebrate the program and make sure everyone knows about it, understands it, wants to engage with it, um, and really wants to champion it and get really excited about it. And that kind of ongoing embedment of the program in your culture is where it really is where the rubber meets the road because you can have a program all day long, but if it's not being well executed, unfortunately, it's not going to be efficient or effective. So sometimes we're, we'll work with clients on like a 30, 60-day build of the program, and hopefully at the 90-day point can do a launch and really help them start working the program and working it into their culture. Sorry, fumble fingers there with my, my phone. So anyway, how do people reach out to you? How do they get more information? Um, well, please reach out. Uh, we have a great website. Uh, we are at andbar, A-N-D-B-A-R-R dot C-O. And you can check us out as far as our portfolio of work. We have a contact us page there. And uh, you can also call me directly, directly at 407-210-1510. Erin Goodnick of Andbar. Thank you so much. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy your time. And thank you for what you do. And we want to have you back. Um, this is a good program, and especially because we have things coming up like uh, Small Business Saturday, I believe, um, at the end of the week after Thanksgiving, where, you know, we try to encourage people to support small businesses and organizations and stuff like that. You know, this may be a good time for a lot of those businesses and organizations, like you said, to kind of reassess, you know, what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how to be more efficient and more effective and, and be better at, at giving around this time of year. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. We are going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk with someone, that, <laughs> an entity that someone considered competition, but you know what? We're all out to try to help each other, so there's no competition with that. We all, we all have to build each other up. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, about that when we come back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Mm-hmm. 
This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar. Or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are in the midst of our Choose a Cause campaign. Uh, Well, this is our first day, but um, if you've listened to G's Power Hour any time in the past, you know around Thanksgiving time we are here trying to put the word out to try to help um, everybody, you know, in the best way that we can by giving you information on local charities, nonprofits, and organizations and their work that they do in the area. And so we're continuing to do that. And uh, we're privileged to have on Judith Judith Smeltzer from WMFE. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hi, G. How are you? Good to be with you. Good to have you. You have been a person I've wanted to talk to for a while. But I'm glad... I'm glad you're on. Someone said, you know, well, you know, would you might consider her competition. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You guys have been <laughs> around forever. And you know, 40 I years think, plus. like I was how much? 40 years, 43 years actually. Oh my gosh. Now tell yeah. me something. Are you are you television, radio or both because I I was thinking at one time it was you guys were all together is that still the case or is, did that, that was there a division? That, yeah, that's a common source of confusion actually. So we are radio and digital news and media. Um about 12 years or so ago, um we sold the license for the PBS affiliation. So that is uh-huh. over at WUCF now. So that's at, at the University of Central Florida. And we kept the NPR radio affiliation here with WMFE. So that's how it split off. But I, you're not the only one confused about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I, I know, like I said, I know you guys have been around for a while. And I know, you know, someone said, they're not together. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, that's and right. I that's am right. But that's a relatively recent thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I am an avid listener of uh, the radio station because, you know, I'm in my car a lot. So a lot of times <laughs> Thank it's you. like, yeah, so a lot of times I'm like, I didn't know that. I find myself saying that, like, That's I didn't know that. And then, and then I want to go back and, and tell people, you know what, you know, we can do this or this is going on or whatever. So you guys are very, very, very good at what you do. Um, Thank you. So tell me or tell us basically what the challenge is in terms of public radio. Yeah. Well, I mean one of the one of the challenges is to 
help people understand what we are and what we are not. So at the at the core, WMFE is an independent nonprofit public media news organization, and our mission is to empower Central Florida with trustworthy independent journalism um, and fact-based content. And we are public radio and we are an NPR affiliate, but one of the challenges for us at WMFE is that a lot of people think that we're part of NPR or that we're owned or funded by NPR, and none of that is true. We are an independent, community-owned and operated 501c3, um, just like any other nonprofit, and we depend on our community for um, almost 90% of our, our budget. So we are wow. here because because of the community, and we are here to serve the community. And so one of the big challenges really is getting people to understand that and also getting people to understand that we are available not just on radio. So you listen a lot, G, when you're in your car, and a lot of people do. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't listen to FM radio anymore. They listen to streaming audio or podcasts or they read the news um, on on apps or, or the web, and we're available on all of those platforms, too. And so that's another thing that we're working really hard to get the word out about. So even if you don't listen to the radio, you can listen to us on your smart, smart speaker or your phone or, or wherever. Um, we want to be there for people where people need us to be. And you know that that is really interesting that you say that because your affiliation with NPR, with public radio, makes you sound bigger makes your reach sound bigger <laughs> than what you know than what you actually yeah. are in terms of an entity so yeah, yeah people yeah. don't and, realize you know, that that's right and you know we are really really proud of that partnership with npr and also the bbc we bring you news from all around the world but what we're really proud of and another thing that we really want people to understand is that our mission is local you know we are here to cover our, we have a local newsroom that, that covers local issues, education, healthcare, the environment. And, and we actually just um, added a new beat this year, G, um, timely, I'm sure you'll agree, on housing and homelessness. We hired a new reporter to cover that issue locally. Um, you know, mm. we're, we're, a, we're a, this is a, this is a really important issue for the community and we recognize that and we heard that from the community and we, we really wanted to answer that call. You know, we're, one of the things that's, we think sets us apart is that we're really committed to listening first, you know, asking you what you need to know about and, and responding to that and reflecting that and also helping people in our communities tell their own stories. You know, that's a big part of what, what we want to do. You know, we want to not just let you hear the officials and the experts, but let you hear the voices of your neighbors or, and of people that you might not have even known were your neighbors, you know, that, that maybe just live down the street from you, but you don't know what's going on with them. We want to we elevate those stories locally here in Central Florida. So while, yes, we do bring you news from all around the world and great conversations from our partners, we're about the community, and we, we believe knowledge is power. I know you do too, you know, and we believe that yes, it empowers exactly. people to make a difference, right, in their, in their own lives, you know, and, then, and in their communities, and that's and that's what we're all about. And we're all about providing that free of charge, by the way. You know, we don't have any paywalls. We don't have any subscription fees. All of our content, all of our news and information is available for free because our community steps up and supports us. And like I tell you, there's no comp uh, competition because I'm a staff of one. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. There's not yeah, a way for me to do that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you all, yeah, you all are are great. I and the homeless thing, 
uh, <laughs> as somebody would say, that's my jam. The the Homer really? situation yeah. is just. I, I don't, you know, I, I have pro, a hard time putting it into words because I just know what I what I see, you know, and I know what has happened also since COVID and yep. since the housing market lost its mind. I'm a realtor, too, and so, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just hard to kind of wrap around, you know, your head around that particular problem and the fact that you have designated someone or a team or more efforts, more dollars or whatever that you don't have really toward <laughs> right. that it is really recognizing how bad it is because um, it's it's not just some bum on the street. It's someone that, uh, you know, possibly because of COVID could not do their job anymore. And, and the job has changed because jobs have changed since COVID. You yes. know, the, the, uh, the working from home has changed a lot of the work. Benefits have changed. Um, you know, schooling has changed. There's so much that has yes. changed because of COVID. And so housing uh, it, itself is just, uh, uh, you know, kind of the main thing that has been uh, victimized because of all that has gone on, you know. So Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad it's a, you, I'm it's glad a really important it. issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that we're able to do that. And our reporter, Lillian Hernandez Caravaggio, has just hit the ground running, and she's told some incredibly compelling stories that reflect exactly what you're talking about, you know, the fact that, that people who are experiencing homeless are would come to as a surprise to many folks, you know, who would be listening or, or reading our content. That, you know, you think it is, like you said, someone, you know, you have one idea of what homelessness is, but the face of homelessness is, is again, it could be your neighbor. They could be one crisis away mm-hmm. from landing in that mm-hmm. situation, you know. Um, and those are the stories that we want to tell. They're tough stories, but we also want to talk about solutions, G. You know, we want to talk about yeah. – Who's doing things to address this that are working? Because there's got to be hope. There is hope, you know, and I think that's a big part of, you know, people have this sense that everything in, in, in the news is, is depressing. And, you know, it can get heavy sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It but can. we also want to yeah. tell the stories of, of, of joy and hopes and dreams and, and what's, what's happening that's good and, and who's doing it right. That's important, too. Right, right. Well, also, too, by presenting, you know, like you said, people, there's things that people don't know. And if you don't know, then you can't provide a solution. Okay? That's right. That's um, it. Ignorance may be bliss, but ignorance is not a solution. <laughs> That's it. Know? And, and you know, I mean, I, I look at research on the, the impact of local journalism. I look at it all the time. And there was an amazing mm-hmm. study that the Pew organization did a few years back that showed that people who follow local news some 60-plus percent of them said they know how to make a difference. And that was compared to, like, 30% of people who don't follow local news. That's really powerful when you think about it. People who are following local news, news about their own community, what you and I are trying to provide here, you know, they feel like they have agency. They have the power to make a difference in issues like homelessness um, and, and health care and anything else that, that is impacting them and their families and their friends. That's that's huge, and that's what we aim to do. Now, in addition to broadcasting um, and streaming, 
you all do other events, correct? We do, yes. We're so excited to have been able to get out in the community again. You know, you mentioned COVID, and just like everybody else, we had to go dark with that for a few years. And we have really um, come back with a vengeance this year. We've been out at community events um, that, you know, everyone knows about, like the Winter Park Art Festival. We've also had a lot of our own events. Um, One of the most um, popular ones was So NPR does a a music contest every year called the Tiny Desk Contest. And it's it's a contest that spotlights unsigned musicians across the country. And what we did was we we got all of the entrants from Central Florida. There were more than 60 of them. And we we narrowed them down to 10, and we put them up online, and we did a public vote. And something like 7,000 votes came in for people's favorite musical acts. And, and, and the top five of those got to play on stage at the social downtown. And there were 300 people in the audience and they had a great time. And these were folks who, I mean, it ranged from a, a, a woman who plays the harp to a, mm-hmm. a funk band, to a guy that did this really cool electronic music. And it was really elevating the arts in a way that um, I think was really exciting and really special. So that was that was really neat. I'll tell you another thing kind of on the other end of the spectrum that we did. Um, I don't know if you remember, but earlier this year, we a, a local journalist, Dylan Lyons, was killed while he was on assignment in downtown Orlando. Um, he was covering mm-hmm. a shooting, and he worked for Channel 13. Um, he had been an right. intern in our newsroom um, when he was in school not that long ago. And so many of the folks on staff knew him, and we felt like we needed to do something more than just cover the story. And so we ended up organizing a journalism safety summit. It was for the whole community. It was a half day. We brought the journalism community together. We had um, people from the sheriff's office there. We had a great, I say great, we had a meaningful conversation about the challenges that journalists face in our community and across the world, both emotionally and mentally and physically, um, and and also perception-wise. Um, and we had some really interesting and, and productive conversations and fellowship um, there at that event. And I think, you know, the journalists in the room came away feeling like they were less alone, and the non-journalists in the room came away with a deeper understanding of what of what this, this profession is, why it's important, and, and the challenges that it faces. So, you know, kind of two ends of the spectrum there. We like to have fun um, as well as focusing on some issues that can, can be tough, but finding some, some solutions to come out of them. So I kind of have to ask you a question. I'm not sure if I should ask, but, I, you know, <laughs> one of your personalities on, on your uh, station um, I, I listened to, like I said, when I'm in the car, and I know she had some uh, issues go on recently with her. Um, uh, that's uh, Miss Blake. Yeah, and I wanted yeah. to find out how how she's doing. I, and I don't know, you know, I don't like to necessarily put people's business out there, you know, if they yeah. don't want it out there. But yeah. I mean, I didn't know it, if yeah. It, it's been it's been it's been public, so I don't mind talking about it. So our morning edition host, Talia Blake, um, had a house fire that um, devastated her home, and um, she lost her puppies. Luckily, she and her partner are both okay. Um, and 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 the community really came out and um, supported her. It was really heartwarming to see. I know she, it meant a lot to her that the community came out and supported her. Um, 
our audience feels a real connection with the folks that they hear every day on the air, just like you do, like you said. Um, it's, radio is a very personal medium. Audio is a very personal medium. And people feel like they, they know Talia, you know. Um, and I can tell you, because I do know Talia personally, she is the person that you hear on the air. She's very genuine. Um, she's doing fine. She's um, renting an apartment right now, and she's, she is the, one of the most resilient people I know. Um, and she has handled this incredibly professionally. I know it's been a really tough time for her, but she is, um, you know, she's, she's an amazing person and she's coming through it really well. Thank you so much for asking about that, G. I'll pass that along to her. It'll mean a lot to her. Good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. And, and, yeah. you know, um, so you, you have graced the presence of my humble little show here. So I'm asking oh, basically, <laughs> how can how can we help? What is it that you need, that WMFE needs uh, to go further into the future and help our community? Because that's, yeah. that's basically what Choose the Cause is about, is like, you know, how can we help? How can we help you help? So yeah, tell us. absolutely. Well, okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you just a couple of really exciting things that we're doing next year that you that you can look out for and that you you'll be supporting when you do the things I'm about to tell you about. Um, we're going to be launching a brand new local show in in the new year. It's called Engage, and we're going to be hosting conversations that help Central Floridians understand and connect with their region, just like we've been talking about. Um, and people are going to be able to interact with that show. Um, we're really excited about it. it. Should launch in January, and we're also going to be launching um, the Emerging Journalists Fellowship. So we're committed to supporting the next generation of journalists, and we want to launch the careers of young journalists who represent Central Florida. So we're going to be launching an annual year-long paid fellowship for local journalists. So those are just a couple of the exciting things that we're going to be doing next year. Um, how to help? Okay. So obviously, um, individual donations make up almost half of our budget. So that is a huge way that people can help. You can go online at WMFE.org. There's a big red donate button in the top corner. It's, uh, it's easy to do. Um, you, can, you can also send us a check if you'd like, but most people prefer to do it online. But there are other ways that you can support. If you're a business owner, um, you can become a sponsor, and we have sponsorships at all levels. Um, it, don't think it's, it's out of your budget because – it, we really do work with you. Um, here's a fun one. If you have an old car or an old boat even that you don't need, we accept vehicle donations. And that's a really helpful um, revenue stream for us. We can even accept property donations if you have property that you, you know, aren't using. Um, and then there's all kinds of other ways to give. You can give stock. You can give from your family foundation or a donor advised fund. Or a legacy gift. You can leave us in your will. Um, use estate planning tools that are on our website. And you can learn about all of that at WMFE.org slash support. So WMFE.org slash support takes you to a page that outlines everything I just talked about. You can learn all about it. And, and also, obviously, please, when you're there, um, look at all of our great stories. Look at, find out more about our team. Um, we have such a great team. I wish you could all meet all of them. Um, but I, I really hope that folks will understand that, you know, we are here to provide information and, and connection for, for our Central Florida community. That's what we're here to do. And, and we can do it because of you. So thank you so much for, for our community support. So now, do you take story ideas? I'm sure there's people that yes. want to know that. 
Absolutely. Okay. So and you, if you have a story idea, you can write us at tips, T-I-P-S, at WMFE.org. That's the email address to send story ideas in that goes directly to the newsroom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's going to be etched into my memory. Uh, there you go. <laughs> just, yeah, you well, know, we want to hear from have... you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I'm I'm very glad that you had the time to take to be on today because um, people, like I said, people just don't realize. And, and I guess me having worked into in um, professional uh, broadcasting years back, I know just what it takes just to do do it commercial commercially, and you have. Yeah advertisers, regular advertisers, there's always a commercial break, people, are, you know, who that people are trying yeah. to skip. And it's like, hey, that pays the bills. In <laughs> your does. case, you don't have that. So you need the sponsorships where you come on and say this particular broadcast or whatever is sponsored by that, and that's all they get. That's right. You know? That's right. But that's, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's important that, they, that you have that. It so, is. And, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Our, our sponsors are um, – they're in it for the mission too, you know. That it's it's different from commercial advertising and the way that you were just talking about it. Um, it's it's not just about marketing their business. A lot of business owners, that's how they support the station, you know. And I've talked to a lot of folks who who feel that way. I mean, small family-owned businesses, they give through their business because that's how they want to support the station. We have one sponsor who I love this story. We have one sponsor who told me that when she started her business one of her strategic goals in her business plan was to get to the point where she could support WMFE. That was so mm. incredibly heartwarming for me, you know, because it means that it's, it's not a transactional thing. It's, it's a, it's a mission-based community-based partnership. Right. It's, it's basically about heart because if, if people aren't giving from their hearts, it, you know, if, if there's no commitment, then you all don't survive. That's right. That is absolutely, that's the bottom line, Dee. It is. I mean, we are here because the community wants us to be here. That means that we are only accountable to the community. We're not accountable to, you know, shareholders or hedge funds or, you know, any of the commercial forces that I think people tend to cynically associate with news and journalism these days and, and for valid reasons. Um, but, but the community support I mean, our business model, it makes it difficult, but it keeps us independent. And that's really Mm -hmm. the key. That's why people can trust us, because we're accountable to them. We're accountable to you and nobody else, really. Right, because there's there's no, well, you know, we we do this for you and we do that for you, and so you owe us type of thing, and so you have to cover things this way and so much. It's like... No, this yeah. is this is our mission. This is our goal. This is what you do. If you support us, you support us, and if you don't, you don't. But you know the fact that people have made the, the conscientious decision to say yes, this is important enough where we support WMFE. You know that's just really great. So thank yeah. you so much. And, and and like I said, I I'm really glad that you were able to to expand and, and dedicate some time to cover the homeless situation because it's it's got so many different components it really just yeah. needs to be addressed so um, yeah, but thank absolutely. you for all that you do and have a blessed thanksgiving and thank you g you thank you for having me on family 
Thank oh, you so much. You're very welcome. And, and I we wish you a happy back, Thanksgiving, um, too. Thank you. And so, <laughs> yeah, and because you mentioned, okay, what's your next event coming up? So our next event, um, right now, we are planning for the new year. So I can't tell you quite yet. I know we're going to be doing Tiny okay. Desk again next year, um, but that's not going to okay. be until June, probably in the summer. Okay. Um, but right now, we're putting our calendar together for 2024. So watch the uh-huh. website. You can download the okay. app. You can also sign up for our newsletter, and that will tell you. Uh, you can right. do that online as well. And that will tell you all the latest um, for what's coming up next year. All right. Well, keep keep us in mind here and let us know when you have your next event. We'll be happy to have someone back on, you or someone back on, okay? Thank you. We absolutely will. Thank you so much for your support, G. Thank you. Take care. Be well. Be blessed. Take care. All right, y'all. So I have presented three uh, very worthy causes for you today, and God willing, I'll have some more for you tomorrow. And if you have any entity that you know of or any person, sometimes it's just an individual that kind of needs a little boost and needs a little help doing what they do in the community. You know, we've got a lot of food banks. You know, we'd like to hear, you know, if there's some food banks that are in need of services or donations or whatever, or if there's something that doesn't necessarily get all the hype that it should you know, hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Let me know. Send me a message. Be more than happy to try to cover that. But um, in the meantime, we're going to go, and I hope that you are getting your holiday you know, preparation um, in gear. And uh, you know, don't you know, plan it out. Be deliberately slow. Don't do everything on that day. Remember that the cook also needs Thanksgiving Day to celebrate to be thankful. So help the cook out, help the cleaner out, and all that type of stuff as you go. Thank you for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, be thankful, be giving, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.